We apologize for the inconvenience. Here we are, dead center. This is the beginning of the Wafty Show coverage. And we're going to kick it off with our tub of cheese balls right here. How's it going, tub of cheese balls? <laughs> oots, 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 oots. <laughs> Thank you for joining us again. <laughs> this episode brought to you by <laughs> Oots Cheese Balls. But we actually are going to kick this one off. Our first part of the coverage, we are very honored to have Skinner Myers here. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for joining us, Skinner. Yeah, thank you for having we me. We kidnapped him from a uh, filmmaker press luncheon. We did. Stuffed yeah. him in our Cadillac Escalade. That was $81,000. Yep. $81,000 Thank you to Bob Escalade. Moore for letting yep. us borrow your Escalade. Skinner Bob came Moore, this salute. close to taking us to Vegas. And are those things really worth $81,000? I think so. That's Holy what I heard. cow. Yeah. It's like driving a spaceship. Yeah, that's, not, that's like stripped down. It has price. a hologram like, in the windshield that yeah. tells me the speed... <laughs> And whether there's it a does, car in front really of me, that's like it's not a joke. He, he's yeah, the, really you does. can only see it when you're behind the driver's seat. Yeah. yeah. So, it's like the Tesla, you can drive. What would you stuff. rather do with that eighty-one thousand dollars? Buy a caddy or make a film? Um, probably pay down my four hundred thousand dollars in student loans. Jeez. Did you just say four hundred thousand? Yes, four hundred thousand dollars in student loans. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. So, okay, let me let me Sorry. back up here, ladies and gentlemen. This is Doctor Skinner Myers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> Should have been. <laughs> so you are you are a filmmaker. You're a film yeah. here at Dead Center. Uh, you're part of the Strange Encounter shorts. It's yes. called The Land of Exodus. Land of, La Tierra del Exodo. Oh, say that again. La Tierra del Exodo. That's La the, Tierra del Exodo. That's the real title, but all the festivals are using the English title, okay. Land of Exodus, which is fine. It's cool. Well, tell but us the, a little bit the, about the movie. So the movie um, is based on things that happened to me as a kid when I lived in Mexico. Okay. With my friend Obed, when I was 9, 10, and 11, he would... Um, we would sneak out of the house and take his mom's Dodge Caravan. That was Burgundy. I don't know why I remember that. In yeah. Matamoros, Mexico, and we would go downtown, and um, he would, like, call over the prostitutes, and then they would get to the car, and he would, like, flip them off and take off, and he would get me in a lot of trouble. Right. We, you know, and so uh, I was working on the second season of True Detective in the art department and had this, I- this idea for a short film, which is now becoming a feature film, uh, and it was like a black teenager and a Mexican teenager in the desert holding on to each other. And then on the either side of them was a Border Patrol agent and then like a cartel guy trying to pull them apart. Oh, wow. And then uh, I started writing the script. And we were down the hall from Mad Men's writing room. And I had a friend that worked on that show. So I would write a draft on my breaks, go down to the writing room, have my friend read it. She'd give me notes, go back, do my work, do some more drafts. And so it kind of came out of that. And now we're working on the feature script now. So this is going to be your first feature-length film, then? This is No. It'll probably be the third one. Oh, okay. But uh, we're actually making another film called Junkyard Paradise. That will be my first feature narrative. I've made a feature documentary already. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, so Land of the Exodus, that, that character, um, Obed, yep. you actually used his real name. I used his real name. And what the crazy story is that we had lost touch. I hadn't heard from him or seen him in, since I was 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a Kickstarter for this last year, and a friend of mine from Texas was like, hey, are you talking about Obed Mariquin? I was like, yeah, like, I wonder, you know, what's up with him? And then an hour later, I get a Facebook message. Hey, man, it's Obed. Are you serious? Yeah, so we were able to reconnect <laughs> through the awesome. Kickstarter, and then he, his wife watched the video, uh-huh. and he said that she was laughing because she was like, I described him to the T. Like, he's still the same person at 36 years old that he was when we were little kids <laughs> and now they live in san antonio texas and he has three kids i believe um and um still driving the mom's dodge caravan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
What did he think about being an inspiration for that film? You know, he, uh, he, he thought it was all cool. He was like, yeah, if you ever come to San Antonio, let's get together. Yeah. And we premiered in Victoria, Texas, and he was trying to make it, but he couldn't. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he hasn't really said a lot, but he's happy to be back in touch. And, uh, you know, we'll see how the feature goes, if he's excited. Then. Well, how has the response been? To the land of Exodus. It's been overwhelming. Uh, we've been accepted into 34 festivals. We've been wow. 34 so far. That's a lot of submission work. It's a lot of, it's a lot of submissions. We've only heard back from about 40% of our submissions. So we wow. still have about 280 more festivals to hear back from. Well, I guess there's, there's just many wow. festivals. In the United there's States alone, there's yeah. like 800 film festivals. I think there's like 3,000. Lord Almighty. Yeah. Do you Let's just submit it to everyone you can? I'm just going to say no. right now, that's too many. Or do you, it is do you too cherry many. pick ones? No, I do the Oscar qualifiers, then I do Rain Dance short film lists, and then I do Movie Makers top 50 film okay. festivals to submit to, and then I do Movie Makers top 25 worth of submissions, and then I go through and I look at if there's cash prizes, right. and then like the last... 20 I'll if they have a cool logo I'll submit so, <laughs> so I'm curious where did Dead Center fall in that whole Dead Center yeah. is movie makers top 25 film festivals to submit to right on in Isn't the country really? yep Score. yep so then some of that uh, uh, Kickstarter money then too and use that going towards film submission costs actually no uh, we, we raised we hit our Kickstarter budget uh-huh. right but wasn't enough and I ran out of money while I was shooting the movie so I used my wife's credit card at the time. She didn't, and she didn't know. Are you serious? Yeah, it was like five thousand dollars. Again, cojones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I figured like I would pay it off before the bill came, and then uh, the bill came, and I had no money, and that was a, a hard conversation to have. Yeah. So and when they say being a filmmaker takes guts, that's what they mean. Yeah, or stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fine um, line. Yeah, it's a fine line. Did she forgive you for it? Yes. Now she has forgiven me. Uh, what What happened was I was like. My car almost got repossessed. I couldn't pay rent. She didn't know that. She yeah. know it now. She hears this. Um, and I just, I was just, I was a sucky father. Like I couldn't pay my son's daycare or anything. And I was like trying to get this movie done. And I'm an actor. And uh, within like, I think three weeks, I booked uh, three or four national commercials. So all of a sudden, I had this flood of money coming nice. in. The the second part of that year, and then I was able to kind of like catch up on bills, and then like finish paying the crew and all that and and then uh submission fees and whatnot but if it wasn't for those acting jobs i would have been yeah. homeless somewhere <laughs> crying That's a great story though yeah when I mean, you had your, your passion behind it moving you along and well, making sure that you had something yeah lined up. i mean the problem is like this happens every film project i'm yeah. like i'll never self-finance again and I mean, every movie you end up using some of your own money you know, well, no, you said because the, the, it's either that or not make the film. And exactly, it's like not making the film is not an option. Not an option for me because I'm, you know, I'm trying to impose my will on the industry, and I want to, I want to be a, you know, working filmmaker. So I felt like this film was the beginning of other things, and I had to get this one done for whatever reason. I just felt that pretty strongly. And it's kind of one of the you have to get over that hurdle to mm-hmm. yeah. continue. And it's it's been opening doors slowly but surely, and uh, we're going to hopefully be shooting a, a feature film this fall. Fantastic. That is fully cast, and we have six named actors attached already. Names that we would know? Yeah. Really? Yep. And are you going to direct it? 
I'm writing, directing, producing with my Fantastic. producing team. Yeah. Well, you said that you had been doing the something in the art department for True Detective. So, do you, is that kind of like have like a day job now? I do. Have, I do have a day job. I was working as a head researcher for the art department. Uh-huh. I don't do that anymore. I left that show halfway through. Uh, I'm a film teacher now. I teach at Loyola Marymount University. Teach undergrad, freshmen, oh, wow. sophomores, juniors, uh, film really? production. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I teach. Is that in? It's in uh, Los Angeles. Okay. There's one in Chicago. Okay. I think. Um, and then I teach at a high school called Star Prep Academy in Beverly Hills, a charter school. Wow. So I teach there full time. And then I teach, I'm an adjunct at LMU. So that's really? like how I make my day to day living. And then acting is how, you know, I save up money whenever I book jobs. And then I hustle to raise money to make films. That's Beautiful. awesome. Yeah. One of the things I love about this is that the interest that I've had in film and I've had interest in being a writer and you will research the artists you love, writers, yeah. directors, whatever. Yep. And the most common question I see artists getting asked is, what inspires you? Where do you get your ideas from? Yeah. I've always found that a bizarre question and I feel like it doesn't even need to be asked to you. Go out and do something exciting. Do something yeah. wild. Do something yeah. random. Go out and experience life to yeah. the most bizarre degree that you can yeah. and that's where ideas come from exactly. they don't come from sitting in front of a laptop no no, that's no, one no. reason why I love Warner Herzog he goes you can't make a movie if you haven't lived your life 100%, 100%. So I agree with that 100% I can see that coming out in your short yeah. that's awesome well the first movie I ever made was a feature doc called Drinking from the Well we sold it uh, the first year it came out and that was me and three buddies I was in the Apple store in New York and I was like hey we're going to go to Africa and make a movie they're like what I was like, I just bought us all round trip plane tickets, so and, you're, and your names are listed, so, so we're going. Go. They're, they're, they're not like, transferable, so you yeah. Have, you I was have like, to you have to go. I just dropped six thousand dollars. They're like, what? what? So we flew to Uganda. My original plan was like, we'll stay in this hostel. I already got it taken care of. We'll go interview prostitutes downtown in Kampala. I'd never been there. So we'll go to Kampala. We'll interview prostitutes. We'll, we'll figure out what our movie's about. And we get there, and presidential elections are happening. Everyone's like, "Don't go. It's dangerous." Oh. There's riots, military. Well, then let's go. And and I was like, let's do it. So we ended up getting stuck in the slums in Nabulagala. We made this film and uh, almost died about three times, you know. And it's like from those experiences, That's you wild. really appreciate life. Yeah. On top of that, being uh, a, a black man, like going back to Africa was never like let's go to the motherland. But there was a spiritual experience for me because it was the first time that um, I was around people who looked like me, and that's all I saw, and that was really bizarre. For me, yeah, in a good way, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, you look like my cousin. You look like this from Kenya, from Somalia," and um, there was like this acceptance, which was cool, you know. Uh, and then I the learned the first time that you ever really felt something. That yeah, you- it was just, and I, I don't really get super emotional. But the last day we were there, I, I stood up in front of all the kids because basically we were in the slums with the kids, and uh, I had to say my goodbyes. And like I was uh, a sobering mess. Never that has never happened to me before came out of nowhere uh, but it was great and so those experiences turn into other experiences and then you learn from those and then you know when you sit down and think about narrative stories it's not about like what would sell or like what would be cool to do it's just it comes out from your life experience well and it know? sounds like you have a pretty unbelievably deep well of experiences to pull from too yeah yeah I've been fortunate I mean my father uh, we traveled a lot he was a, a musician and a, and a preacher so like they would pull us out of school for months at a time. We okay, your story just keeps getting cooler. It's crazy. It's we lived on. in hotels. You know, it's like, I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was cool, you know. Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me to have experienced all the things you have that 
you you wound up being mm. somebody who's creating stories. Yeah, I imagine all this is in your head and you just like oh, want to get it out. Yeah, and get it dude. Done. Like when I learned about the birds and the bees, mm. I remember I was ten years old sitting in the hotel bed, and my dad was like sweating. It was me and my brother Kevin, and he was like, "We got I got to talk to you guys about something." And I was like, "What?" He was like, "Okay, so um, there's gonna come a time in your life where you're gonna wanna." Um, you know, uh, be with a woman. And I was like, what, what does that mean? He was like, well, how do you think you were born? I was like, I don't know. Like, a, you know, someone dropped me off on the front porch. It's like, no. Like, your mom gave birth to you. Um, you know how babies grow in women's stomachs? Like, the guy has to, like, you know, he was like, get on top of the girl. And then, like, I was like, I don't understand. Like, you take your underwear off? He was like, yes, you take your underwear off. And I was like, Dad, I don't understand. I was like, how do you know you've done done it like you're done he's like son I trust me one day you'll just you'll just know and I was so baffled by that at like 10 and then like you know of course you find out you're like that's what he was talking about <laughs> wow okay that makes a lot of sense now <laughs> it's a, a bizarre moment in your life to recall your father yeah yeah <laughs> um, Steve, exactly Steve Martin's the jerk yeah. <laughs> I found my special purpose <laughs> but now, you know stuff like that and like thinking living in hotels were cool but they weren't because we couldn't afford to live in an apartment we were going from hotel to hotel because we couldn't pay the bill. So we were been staying at the 21C hotel down the street, and I took my daughter in there to yeah. show her the hotel room, and she goes, I wish we could live in this hotel. <laughs> yeah. It was like, wait uh, long enough, yeah. honey. We might live in one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you, Red Roof Inn and Super 8 Motel and Motel 6. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> uh, you, uh, we were talking earlier, and uh, I just jokingly said you can put this on your guitar case, and it, it turns out you have... Several guitar oh, cases, yeah. and you yeah. did, you did pick up on the, on yeah. the music and was doing a, some of yeah. that. Yeah, straight up musician, started off as a drummer, uh, as a guitar player when I was like 16, got into, uh, you know, Hendrix, Stevie mm-hmm. Ray, Zeppelin, Black Crows, really fell in love with Jeff Buckley, and oh, yeah. that was the beginning of my songwriting phase where I wrote like 30, 40 songs, put bands together, played all over New York City, and um, got a small little record deal at one point, and, and did that thing, and made some music videos and some records in Philly. Um, and that's a very big part of me. You know, I still play music to this day. My son has a piano, a guitar, and a drum Wonderful. set. Yeah. And my wife plays a little bit of piano, so we'll have these jam sessions to, like, nursery rhymes. You know, at night, yeah. And he's only three, so it's fun to kind of see him get yeah. excited. I taught him Purple Rain nope. uh, a month ago, and he knows the song, and I'll play it for him, and he'll sing. He screams it out. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah, music is my first love, first passion. Without a doubt. It's awesome. It is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling that we're going to be hearing your name a lot in the future. That'd be cool. Just, hey. I can just yeah. tell. As long as I can pay off the steel loans, <laughs> exactly. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> right behind you on that yeah. one. So, again, uh, your movie is The Land of Exodus. The Land of Exodus. Um, yep. Unfortunately, at this point in time, the festival hasn't played yet. Uh, yeah. It's Friday. We don't yep. get to see it until tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but definitely looking forward to it. And yeah. Thank you for having me. Everything that's Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, a lot of fun. Of course. Thank you for the cheese balls. I'll get the way